Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora and welcome to Elemental from RNZ. We are jaunting alphabetically around the periodic table as we celebrate its 150th birthday. I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And I'm Alison Balance. And in episode 95, we have reached the 26th letter (laughs) of the alphabet, Z. And what's more, we have not one, but two Z episodes awaiting us. First off the starting block, zinc. Okay, zinc comes from the uh, German zinc, meaning <laughs> zinc. <laughs> Except the, the Germans spell it with a K, so that's Z-I-N-K. It does, does sound like a rather Germanic word, doesn't it? It yes. does indeed. Now, before we get underway, I would like to reference the Simpsons TV show, as yeah. I feel as if that's something we should do before we get to the end of the series. Yeah. So, in a classic episode of The Simpsons, Bart and his classmates have to watch an educational film called A World Without Zinc. And it's not exactly clear why, but a man called Jimmy has decided to live without zinc. His wish is granted. But of course things go quickly pear-shaped. He's about to go on a date, but his car won't start. He tries to ring his girlfriend and explain, but the rotary dial phone won't work. In despair, he tries to shoot himself but the gun's firing pin is made of zinc, so that doesn't work either. <laughs> Luckily, I... it just turns out to be a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall that episode correctly, I think that was all shot in black and white too, wasn't it? Sort of oh, yes. Like 1950s educational sort of film. <laughs> yes. So all of those things go to show that... A, uh, zinc is more useful than you realise, and B, we live in a, dare I say it, a chemical world. And if there's one thing that I hope Elemental has succeeded in doing is reminding us that without chemicals, that dreadful word, there would be no life and uh, not even a universe. Yeah, all those products that contain no added chemicals. Yeah, (laughs) nah. (laughs) Okay, back to the matter in hand. Zinc. Details, please. Okay, the elemental symbol ZN and the atomic number 30, and that puts it at the right-hand end of the first row of the transition metals. So, zinc, as I've said, is a transition metal, but like scandium at the other end of the first row of the transition metals, it doesn't form the beautifully coloured compounds that the intervening metals do. So zinc complexes are generally colourless. And that's because it hangs on to its d-electrons more tightly than most of its more colourful d-block neighbours. So zinc is another one of those elements that were known to the ancients, uh, which is just as well, otherwise they would never have had access to brass, which is an alloy of copper and zinc. 
and this was first prepared from zinc salts and charcoal and copper around about 3000 BCE. So metallic zinc appears to have been isolated in Roman times, although there's, there's, there's a few questions about this, shall we say, in the literature. But apparently there was a small sheet of zinc found in the Agora in Athens, and that has been dated to uh, somewhere between the 4th and 2nd century BCE. The major use of metallic zinc by far is in galvanization of mostly steel. And um, this word galvanization, great word, this comes from Luigi Galvani. And he was one of the early pioneers of electrochemistry. And his claim to fame was, in fact, making dead frogs' legs twitch using electricity. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And this is kind of uh, when he worked out that, yeah, electricity is kind of important in the human body, what with nerve conductions and all of that. So why do we use zinc to galvanize steel? Well, we use it because it stops the steel corroding. And this works because zinc metal is much easier to oxidize than is iron metal. And so therefore it oxidizes, and remember oxidation is the loss of electrons, so it oxidizes first. So in chemical terms, we say that the zinc acts as what we call a sacrificial anode. And as all chemists know, oxidation occurs at the anode. So there we go, a little bit of electrochemistry for you. Thank you. I think I've heard about that, particularly in terms of boats. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yep. So any anywhere where you want to stop a metal corroding, um, you can galvanize it. You put zinc on it or you have a big plate of zinc or whatever, and that's the thing that's going to oxidize first and your other metal will remain pristine. So uh, as we've already stated, brass is an important zinc alloy. And by far and away, the most important use of brass is in music. And I will not hear any views to the contrary on this. Well, have I got a treat for you then. Take it away, (laughs) Phil. There we go. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might like that. (laughs) Okay, so back to zinc. The compound zinc sulfide is fluorescent, and um, this was used by our own Ernest Rutherford in his classic gold foil experiment, where each incoming alpha particle provided a flash on a zinc sulfide screen. Oh, that Ernest. <laughs> we may have mentioned him before in this podcast. Yeah, yeah just series. once or twice, yes. Just once yeah. or twice. Now then, very important matter. Cricketers' noses, yep. and not crickets, the insects, but cricketers, the human players, and uh-huh. their lips. Yep. These are often plastered in a thick layer of, usually but not always, white zinc. Please discuss. <laughs> uh, this is very true, and this is zinc oxide, and zinc oxide itself is white, uh, but of course you can add colour to this. And when I think cricketers' noses and zinc oxide, for some reason I recall Craig McDermott, the Australian fast bowler from the 1980s. He always seemed to be covered in it. I can neither confirm nor deny that because I don't (laughs) follow cricket. (laughs) So zinc oxide is very useful because it obviously has UV protection properties. And for that reason, it turns up in lots of sunscreens. 
but not usually so obvious uh, because what is used is micronized or nanoscale zinc oxide. The cricketers obviously are standing out in the full sun all day and that is why they go for maximum zinc cover. I've just learned something about zinc oxide, which is that it's not great for coral reefs. Ah, yes. One shouldn't go swimming with it. Carry on. (laughs) No, indeed, you're absolutely right. And we could probably do another episode on that. But we haven't got time. No, we don't. Moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. So as well as its UV protection factor, um, zinc and zinc compounds uh, have lots of other useful properties. So generally high refractive indices, high thermal conductivity, and uh, antibacterial properties as well. Plenty of places you might come across zinc at home, for example, often as zinc oxide. Just a few examples of this. It's used as a pigment in white paints and paper and plastics, etc. Although titanium dioxide is rapidly usurping it in this respect. So if you head out to the garage, uh, you'll find it in your car tyres, where it apparently assists with heat dissipation. Into the bathroom, you'll find it in anti-dandruff shampoo, outside any door of uh, any large building in any town in the country. Cigarette filters, obviously not great for life, uh, for all the obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And if you recall the cadmium episode, you remember that cadmium got its name from the old Latin name for calamine, which is in fact zinc carbonate. And yes, that's exactly what is in calamine lotion. It seems a very long time ago since we talked about that back in episode 14. It's probably worth a listen again. Now, as you were saying... (laughs) Okay, so you'll also find zinc in the pantry added to foods such as cereals. And that's because zinc is an essential element for both plants and humans. We contain around 2 grams total of zinc, but we don't store it, so to maintain that level, we've got to keep eating it. And kiwis are recommended to take in 8 milligrams for women and 14 milligrams for men per day. And apparently, if you're American, man, you only need 11 milligrams per day. Go figure. Oh, well, whatever. (laughs) What does zinc do in our body? Well, pretty much, you name it, it does it. So it is necessary for uh, correct immune function, protein synthesis, wound healing, DNA synthesis, and cell division. And interestingly, you also need zinc for a proper sense of taste and smell. Further to its importance in biological systems, zinc is present in about 300 enzymes. Just to name a couple, carbonic anhydrase, for example, is involved in processing carbon dioxide, and uh, alcohol dehydrogenase is used to convert ethanol to ethanol after you've been drinking. Another useful Uh, enzyme. Oh, very. (laughs) Now, what happens if you don't have enough? Well, zinc deficiency can cause hair loss, impotence, and eye and skin lesions. So for goodness sake, eat lots of oysters and mussels and steak. That's a whole lot of very carnivorous dietary advice from the chemist. (laughs) So let me add some suggestions for other vegetarians out there. For starters, legumes like lentils, seeds like sesame and pumpkin, nuts, dairy... Heaps of sources. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, zinc is one of those health topics that if you do an internet search, you'll find squirtles of dietary advice. Yes, not all of it necessarily good. No, that's right. But let's throw in a bit of <laughs> evidence-based zinc health advice while we're at there it. There we go. The Cochrane Report on zinc and the common cold said that, quote, 
zinc is beneficial in reducing the duration and severity of the common cold in healthy people when taken within 24 hours of onset of symptoms. Wow. And another meta-analysis I read said there's strong evidence that zinc lozenges may shorten the duration of colds by approximately a third. How does it do it? Apparently, I like this, it inhibits rhinoviral replication. Yeah, the rhinovirus being the cold virus. That's of course. the one. Very, very alliterative, that. Very nice. I like it. So, Alison, can I please make a request? Is there any chance that we could have some more brass music instead of the usual closing music? Sure. We don't see why not. Here goes. Ah, there we go. And on that note, you have been listening to Elemental, a podcast from RNZ. You can find us at rnz.co.nz forward slash chemistry or wherever you usually listen to your podcasts. Next time, wow, we reach the end of the chemical alphabet with zirconium. But for now, it's bye from me, Alan Blackman. And me, Alison Balance. Kia pai tōra. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.